Welcome to the BT Focus podcast dedicated to the behavior technician experience and the delivery of ABA services. Hello and welcome back to another clinical topic edition of the BT Focus podcast. I'm joined again by Ian McGarvey. Ian, what's going on? Brian, I feel like it's been a long time, man. It- it has it has been a minute. Um, to our audience, we've uh, if our audio sounds a little bit different this time. We've been playing a really fun game of trying to get microphones set up, and we had to do a little bit of an audible. And I hope uh, hope the end product turns out all right. So, Ian, thanks for your persistence with technology. Um, it is a Friday that we're recording on, so uh, we 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 persevered and we're making it happen. You know, first things first, TGIF, like you alluded to, and the second point I would make is. I love the verbiage you use there with audible because we are full swing in football season, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you said in an early episode, you don't, you don't have, you know, seasons of the year. You just have, you have football season and you have non-football season. And uh, my lovable Detroit Lions are 0-6 as we now speak and probably 0-7 by the time this is released. So uh, it's, uh, it is what it is, Ian. How are your Colts doing? Um, they're doing okay. They got a couple of wins. Um saw something the other day where someone said they think they're going to be the dark horse of the AFC and are going to make a turnaround. We'll see. You never know. Never know. I think we need a, might need to do like a spinoff football podcast where I can just like, uh, you know, lament and talk about all of our, our woes. We're in the middle of a 50 year rebuild. So, um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see signs of hey, light next year. There's year always 51. next year. Year 51. <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> We're playing the long game. So, well, good. Well, hey, Ian, I'm so happy to have you again today. Thank you so much for your time. We're here to, <laughs> we're here to about, talk about our October clinical topic of the month, which how did we get to October is what I want to know to begin with. Um, and number two, um, how excited are you to talk about ABC data collection, Ian? Very excited. Um, this is something that, you know, we talk about a lot of different, very important topics. And I, I was thinking about saying, you know, this is a very important topic. Every topic that we've talked about is very important, but this one has kind of a, a different importance to it than some of the other ones that we've talked about. And the reason I say that is because this is the one topic where data collection in general is something technician does that the BCBA really relies on. Yes. And um, this one more so than ever, um, you know, one thing that I speak to my clinical team about is, um, you know, how difficult it can be when, you know, a technician comes to their supervising clinician and says, Hey, just want to let you know that, you know, my client has been aggressive this many times this week. And the clinician, the first thing that they know to do is check the data. Well, let's take a look at the data and see what you, what you wrote about it. And, it's, it's so important that we make sure that that data is collected because we know that over time, no matter how good our memory is, when we report on events that happened in the past, sometimes we don't necessarily remember all the important details. Yeah. And it, it's vital that, that we take that data in the moment and take that you know, data as detailed as possible to paint that picture of the scenarios that are occurring so that the BCBA can provide that extra support and and put plans in place to help, you know, decrease those problematic behaviors that we'd be taking data on. Yeah. Ian, you just said something that's perfect, which is you're painting the picture, right? Um, And this is exactly what our technicians do. Um, You know, they are, um, there are many things for our clients. Number one, they're excellent and skilled teachers and teaching skills, right? 
But the other part of it is they are the eyes and ears of the treatment team. And so they are recalling, they're recollecting, they are reconstructing what in their session so that we as supervising clinicians, as a treatment team, we can design interventions that meet those client needs specifically. And so we're gonna be talking today about ABC data collection, how it's a really critical tool in that toolbox for a behavior technician and how we use it to paint the picture. And then most importantly, what do we do with that picture after it's been painted, right? Uh, we're, we're not taking data for the sake of taking data, we're gonna use it. And we're gonna use it for something really meaningful and really important. So we'll talk about the why, and then we're gonna talk about the how. So um, let's transition a little bit, Ian. So ABC data collection, I guess one, it's always helpful to start with a definition. So you mind breaking this down? I'm hearing like the Jackson 5 song, ABC. What a great song. But uh, what, what are the ABCs that we're talking about in, in this case, Ian? Brian, don't make me break into song. I, I might. Maybe towards the end. Maybe towards the end. <laughs> so ABC, you know, um, it, it, you'd never expect that just saying something like ABC data. You know, it does kind of sound like it would be something that is just you know, not necessarily an acronym, but but just kind of like a, a name for something just based on ABC. It happens to be ABC, the first three letters of the alphabet. And uh, it does happen to be that those three letters do stand for three words, and that is antecedent behavior consequence. And um, the, those letters are not in just any random order. They're in a specific order because the antecedent comes first, the behavior comes second, and the consequence comes third. So... Um, it, 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 as that states, then we're looking to record the events that are immediately occurring prior to a behavior of concern, what the behavior of concern was, and what occurred immediately following that behavior of concern. Um, ABC data does have a lot of different names that you'll hear. ABC data is, is probably the most universal way that it's put. Um, but there are other names that you may hear, such as narrative recording or ABC narrative recording or recording the three-term contingency. Uh, but the most, I would say, universal way that you hear it is by saying ABC data. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So you, you hit on a lot of great points there. I just want to break down each of those things. Um, antecedent, what happened before the behavior of interest, right? And oftentimes with ABC data, we're usually talking about it in the context of there was some sort of right? Um, that we're trying yep. to analyze. But God, you know, ABC data isn't necessarily exclusive to problem behavior. It's looking at what are all of the events that surround any sort of behavior, right? That three-term contingency, if you will, it's happening around us all the time. My behavior influences your behavior and your behavior influences my behavior and the environment influences our behavior. So we're really trying to reconstruct what are the events that surround a behavior to we can say what evokes it or what elicited that behavior. What are the triggers, in other words, in the environment that may have led to a behavior? And then when we're speaking about the behavior, what did it look like? And so we're going to talk about the importance of using very observable and measurable terms when we're writing this data. And then finally, the consequence, what happened after the behavior. And, and oftentimes it's going to be what was the intervention that was used? Or it could also be like, what was the natural consequence that happened in the environment after the behavior occurred. So um, ABC, it's it's so foundational. Uh, in I a mean, it's Brian, it's as, it's as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> easy as do re me as well. So 
Um, I'm, I'm going to stop right there for everyone's sake, but um, really good. Good starting off with the, the definition of it. Um, Cause we've talked a lot about data collection in the podcast and, you know, ABC data collection is going to be one of the most essential components. Okay. So we talked about the, what, what is ABC data? Let's transition into the why. Ian, why as a supervising clinician, would you ask a behavior technician to collect ABC data? It's a great question. So again, um, one of the most frustrating things for a BCBA can be when someone comes to them, you know, a behavior technician comes to them with information regarding problem behaviors, but then not necessarily having data, you know, to go along with it. And we, you know, as behavior analysts, you know, as scientists, we rely on data to make, you know, changes to things that are going on in, in therapy for our clients. And the next step then after we receive that data is the behavior analyst is going to look for a, a pattern of consistent variables that happen to be occurring when the behavior of concern occurs. So for example, um, let's say uh, the behavior analyst might notice that the problem behavior always occurs when a task demand is presented. Maybe not every time a task is presented, but every time a behavior occurs, it's when a task is, has been presented. Or maybe it's when um, you know, a reinforcer is removed. Sometimes we may even notice that problem behaviors occur when multiple variables are occurring at the same time you know, as an antecedent. So maybe it's not just that a task demand was presented, but maybe there's another variable in the environment, such as there's, you know, a, a peer tantruming in the background, or um, they didn't eat breakfast that day, or they didn't get much sleep. So sometimes there can be multiple variables that influence problem behavior. And that's why kind of, you know, uh, moving on to another topic within ABC data collection is the importance of taking as detailed data as possible. Um, especially when referring to, I guess, you know, all parts of the ABC data, but, but being as detailed as possible is so important. Um, we, we as behavior analysts would rather have too much data than not have enough data. Yeah. And I've had instances in the past where um, we had clients where, yes, we, we recognize that the problem behavior was occurring for one of the traditional, you know, functions of behavior access, escape or attention, we also noticed that there were other what we call setting events happening where um, something else going on in the environment made it even more likely that a task demand was going to evoke the problem behavior. Um, and so being detailed and noting all of the environment, uh, environmental variables going on during that time can be very beneficial to really isolating why that problem behavior is occurring. Absolutely. Man, so many great things uh, to unpack there, Ian. Um, I think one of the things that you touched on really well is, you know, we're trying to identify many things. What, tr what trends are we seeing? Is, is this behavior occurring repeatedly at a certain time of day or in a certain setting? Um, next, what are all of the factors or variables at play that might be attributing to this behavior? Um, are there a predictable set of events where well, every time following the presentation of this particular program, we're seeing this behavior occur, or every time this individual is present, we're seeing a behavior. So we're trying to identify trends, but the word that I'm going to use here is we're also trying to hypothesize 
what's the function of that behavior? And this is a term we've talked a lot about, meaning what, what is the, the outcome that this behavior is achieving in the environment? What's the why behind this behavior? How come every time we're presenting this target, the, the client is responding by, uh, you know, leaving the work environment um, and eloping, we could say, right? Because next, and this is where I want to bridge the gap of that why, is ultimately what we're trying to do is determine what's the most appropriate intervention or what are the specific set of skills that we can teach that would functionally replace that behavior? So going back to that example of a child, every time you're presenting this really difficult instructional task, they elope from the table, maybe we need to take some time to teach some functional communication, asking for a break, right? I would certainly much rather have a child ask for a break than have you know, problem behavior occur and ultimately, we're trying to do it in such a way that it serves the same function, it's easier, it's less effortful, it's safer, and all of those appropriate considerations when we're trying to teach a replacement behavior, that ABC data is going to be critical because we want to know what are all the things that are happening in the environment so we as clinicians can put the right tools in your hand as a behavior technician to set that client up for success. So let's close this out. Let's, so we talked about the, the what, the why. Let's talk a little bit more about the how. So you made a great point earlier, Ian. You know, when it comes to ABC data, there's not such thing as too much detail, right? And so I think especially for new behavior technicians that are getting started, they might be collecting their first ABC data and they might be asking, well, you know, is this too much detail? Are these factors relevant? Let's, let's work with our clinician to see what those factors are, but we would rather have a really complete picture than not enough, right? Um, you know, noting that you know, we want to make sure that the language is appropriate, part of that client's medical record. We're using observable and measurable terms. Ian, could you expand on what we mean by observable and measurable? Yeah. And so I'm going to come back to the phrase that I, I brought up earlier and that you highlighted, and that's paint a picture. The goal of when we take ABC data as a clinician, I should be able to close my eyes and imagine exactly what happened based on what's written in the data. Um, so when you take data, have that mindset, you know, when, when you're taking your data. If, if you weren't aware of what happened, what transpired during that event, could you close your eyes and pretend that you could see exactly what you had previously seen when you were watching the behavior occur, as well as, you know, the antecedents and consequences that happened before and after? Um, that that really just explains the 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 importance of you know including that detail that we discussed. Uh, we we want to be able to paint that picture of what happened for someone who wasn't physically present when it happened. Yeah, great. That's a great example of seeing objective and measurable. It's we're describing things that we can see, um, and so you know, ask yourself the question when it comes down to ABC data collection. It's what did you see, like? as simple as that, fundamentally, what did you see that happened in the environment? Because um, oftentimes, like when we're talking about problematic behavior, oftentimes there are always, there will be an emotional state associated with it. Um, things that we don't always have access to. Um, and so while it's, it's true to say, you know, the client was upset, the client was mad, we're recognizing that as a very real event. However, what do we mean by upset or mad? Because I don't know about you, Ian, if I'm upset, about something, I'm gonna be pretty quiet. I'm gonna be a little bit more withdrawn. 
However, my two-year-old who's outside my office right now, that little dude is throwing a block. <laughs> he might, he might be, uh, you know, he might be kicking his feet on the floor. And so when we're writing that ABC data, we want to be very mindful of what are the things that we can see so that we can paint a very accurate picture, right? Um, measurable, how, how many instances of something occurs. If you can count it and you can describe it, that's even more helpful, right? Um, with ABC data, there's also going to be a time period associated with it. So how are we talking about? When did the behavior start and when did it end? So this behavior crying and kicking on the floor started at 12 o'clock and ended at 12.04. Okay, that's really helpful. That's, that's telling us the duration, which is something we talked about before. How long did the behavior last? Um, one more like pro tip that I'll add, and I, I really share this with my technicians as well. Um, two other things that I always like to include in my ABC data is where did it happen, right? The environment and who was, right? That's really helpful too, because then I can see, okay, is this behavior predictably occurring in the same setting? Hmm, we always have problem behavior when we're transitioning from the, the gross motor room, the playroom to the uh, table where we're gonna be working on some instructional tasks. Okay, so that's, that's relevant. Or, hmm, this is happening in a home setting every time that mom is not available or walks out of the room. So that is also pointing to what that function of the behavior might be. So uh, when, how, <laughs> I'm sorry, when, where, with whom, those are all great details to include within your ABC data. Any additional thoughts there, Ian? No, man, I think you, you covered it again. Excellent, excellent. Um, so those are, those are some considerations. I, I think that, you know, as we close out this episode, um, just recognizing as a DT, you have such a incredible um, tool in our, in our clinical toolbox that plays such massive dividends in the outcomes of your client and ensuring that we are designing treatments that are effective, that are, are, are significant, and that achieve all of their desired outcomes with our client. And so your role in collecting ABC data is instrumental in the success of that client. So um, in your next supervision, I think this is a great thing to talk about with your supervising clinician to talk about what are some of the trends that your data is uncovering and, you know, how is it being used to implement the most effective interventions? Any final thoughts, Ian? No, just again, can't stress the importance of how you as a behavior technician can really help your supervising clinician to create effective interventions for your clients. And then, you know, ultimately help your clients to be successful in reducing some of those problematic behaviors that could potentially be barriers to them being, you know, further, more independent learners. Absolutely. Very well said, Ian. Well, as always, thank you for your time today. I hope by the time that you and I meet next in November, Ian, maybe my, my Lions will have one victory, at least on the score sheet. So we'll report back on that uh, when we talk in November. Brian, we can only hope. We can only hope. And I am not banking on it, but, you know, I, I, I've been wrong before. So uh, we shall see. So, all righty. Thanks as always, Ian. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the BT Focus podcast. As we learn more about the stories and the science behind applied behavior analysis. 